Welcome to the Michael Rivero What Really Happened radio program. And welcome to our show today. It is Tuesday, July 25th, 2023, getting into the week here. It is a very, very, very busy news day and probably not going to be able to get through it all before we open up the phone lines for your comments, questions, observations, and opinions. Julie is in our control room taking care of business, so uh, let's get right on into it. Uh, Now, earlier today, I did a pre-record for the Patrick and uh, 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 Jeremy show, and the first part tonight airs at 9 p.m. Uh, on In Plain Sight. Uh, the second part will air tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central Time on the National Bugle Radio. So please tune in. We had a really good time. We talked a lot uh, about uh, a lot of different subjects and so forth and so on. Okay, let's get into the news here. There's a lot going on in Washington, D.C. Joe Biden apparently made some kind of a speech where he said that more than 100 people died from COVID and that we had ended cancer as we knew it. And it's all over social media, and people are just, whoa, 25th Amendment time here. And, uh, you know, uh, there was speculation uh, that Joe Biden uh, might step down in order to basically stop all these investigations because more and more stuff is coming on out. And, uh, you, you know, the lies are becoming... Very, very obvious here. Now, Corinne Jean-Pierre has changed the language in uh, describing the relationship between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And uh, basically, uh, you know, it had been that uh, Joe never discussed uh, with Hunter Hunter's business deals. And uh, now they've changed it to say that the two were never in business together. And, of course, uh, very sharp eyed, sharp-eared people uh, caught that and said, okay, the story is changing. That indicates there's some kind of a cover-up going on. Now, Joe Biden, of course, vehemently denied ever talking business with his son or with anyone else in the run-up to the 2020 election. Uh, In fact, Biden even fat-shamed an Iowa voter who approached the subject during the Democratic primaries. On the debate stage with Donald Trump, the former vice president peddled conspiracies of Russian interference when emails from Hunter Biden's laptop revealed uh, otherwise. Now, on Sunday night, the New York Post reported on anticipated testimony from Hunter Biden's former business partner, Devin Archer. He was scheduled to testify on Monday. Uh, but he's canceled. This is the third time he's canceled. Uh, he's obviously under a tremendous amount of pressure. Uh, but I think he needs to understand that uh, uh, as long as he's got information and he hasn't testified, he is definitely a target. Whereas if he goes to Congress and he says what he knows, you know, uh, there's no point in killing him at that point. OK, so um, basically uh, what uh, Devin Archer has been saying uh, to other people uh, is that uh, Hunter Biden put Joe Biden in contact with foreign businessmen and potential investors at least 24 times, and such meetings were either in person or by speakerphone. And beyond those meetings, there are more than 180 other episodes where the president interacted with Hunter Biden's business partners, contrary to his claims of absolute uh, separation. So basically, we're looking at more than 200 instances of Joe Biden interacting with Hunter Biden's clients. And uh, so uh, very, very serious situation. Now, 
House Oversight Committee Chairman Representative James Comer has uncovered new information regarding the allegation of influence peddling leveled against Joe Biden. And according to Comer, the new evidence that has surfaced shows that Joe Biden has been selling secrets to America's enemies for decades. And Comer alleges that Biden sold out his country because he was cash strapped. And Biden's always cash strapped. Now, he's been in this, you know, in, in a government his entire lifetime. And yet he's managed to buy a couple of really nice houses, uh, you know, that uh, collector's Corvette and uh, so forth and so on here. And um, Comer said uh, on uh, the podcast Verdict, hosted by Sen uh, Republican Senator Ted Cruz, saying Joe Biden has been selling access to our enemies for decades, and Joe Biden's activities even predate those of Hunter Biden. And Comer said he's got the evidence to back it up. And, um, you know, Joe Biden's never had a successful career in investing or anything like that. So there's a lot of money around the Bidens that currently does not have an explanation here. And if uh, Comer is uh, accurate and Joe Biden has been selling secrets to America's enemies, that's the kind of the definition of treason. And, you know, that's a very, very serious situation. Now, Speaker McCarthy says the House is readying to bring impeachment charges against Joe Biden. He's calling it an impeachment inquiry. He's going to launch uh, hearings uh, about Joe Biden. He made the announcement on Hannity uh, last night and uh, basically said, uh, you know, if uh, uh, the Biden crimes, you know, reach like Watergate levels, uh, they will move forward with the impeachment. Well, frankly, it's already way past the crimes of Watergate, especially if Comer's assertions about selling secrets to uh, our enemies uh, is absolutely true. And uh, Kevin McCarthy went on to say that he is supporting uh, Trump impeachment expungement, uh, expungement resolutions, including the impeachment he received after January 6th. And so it turns out that, yes, they can uh, erase those from the records, and they really should because they were just political hatchet jobs. Now, remember Hunter Biden's career as an artist? It just came out of nowhere, and he just threw some paint on, you know, uh, canvases or in some cases just plain old paper and uh, has this uh, gallery that's selling this stuff for really high prices and frankly it looks like wallpaper samples from the 1950s to me and it turns out some of those uh, purchasers of the uh, art have been identified uh, even though the owner of the gallery has insisted that this must be kept private here. Now, Insider reported that Los Angeles real estate investor Elizabeth Hirsch Naftali, who has given tens of thousands of dollars to the political left, purchased a piece of Hunter Biden's artwork. Several months after Hunter Biden's art went on sale, the president appointed Naftali to the Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad. So it sounds suspiciously like pay for play there. Now, the uh, Hunter Biden prosecutor and the U.S. Attorney for the District of Delaware, David Weiss, will be allowed to testify before the House Judiciary Committee. This has been announced by the Department of Justice. And uh, this is over that, that really cushy plea deal that Hunter Biden received. And uh, it turns out that the, the plea deal is not a done deal uh, because uh, Hunter Biden will appear in a Delaware courthouse tomorrow to formally agree to the plea deal he negotiated last month with federal prosecutors. 
And uh, basically, uh, he agreed to play, plead guilty on a pair of misdemeanor tax charges and enter into a pretrial diversion program that would allow him to avoid prosecution on a separate felony gun charge. He lied on the application for the gun uh, permit, saying that he was not using illegal drugs. Now, U.S. Judge Mary Ellen Noriega will have the opportunity to either accept or reject the terms of the plea deal during tomorrow's hearing. So we'll see what's going to happen on there. Now, Emma Jo Morris, uh, an editor at Breitbart and former editor at the New York Post, testified before the House Weaponization Committee about the censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story. And when she was detailing that censorship about how everybody came down on the New York Post for reporting on the laptop, and she actually couldn't keep a straight face, she, she broke out laughing, you know, saying, I, I can't keep a straight face, this was just so absurd here. Now, uh, Hunter Biden's paintings have also been bought by a top Democratic donor and the lawyer who was photographed smoking a bong uh, during a visit from the first son last week. Now, if the bong was filled with marijuana, that is legal in California, so there's not a big deal there. If there was something else in the bong, well, that's another story. But uh, this is Kevin Morris, and uh, he paid Hunter Biden's $2 million tax bill and uh, also bought uh, a lot of Hunter Biden's art, and uh, so yeah, it's it's just one big, uh, you know, mix uh, of of corruption here. All righty, now there is a new bombshell out regarding Jack Smith, one of the uh, people who is trying to prosecute uh, Donald Trump. It turns out Jack Smith was intimately involved in the IRS scandal involving Lois Lerner, in which conservative groups were singled out and targeted by the IRS and the Department of Justice for prosecution. Now, in the email that was accompanying this article, Richard Pilger uh, was director for the Elections Crimes Branch at the Department of Justice. He was told directly by Jack Smith to set up a meeting with Lerner to expedite coordination between the IRS and the DOJ to punish conservative groups. Mr. Pilger also testified to the committee that Smith had helped him prepare his testimony for the committee. So, anyway. Now... There was kind of a uh, tragic accident um, over at the Obama's Martha's Vineyard estate. Uh, their personal chef uh, was found drowned in a pond right near the property uh, on Monday. And uh, uh, initially, the Obama's spokespeople claimed the family was not even home during the incident. Uh, the call to 911 was actually made from the Obama's house here. And uh, the Obama's office later claimed, well, they were on the island, but not at the residence when Campbell drowned, except we don't really know when that took place here. And, uh, you, uh, you know, they, they came on out and said, well, you know, uh, he really couldn't swim. He Basically, they found the body in about eight feet of water. It's a shallow pond here. But it raises a weird question. How does somebody who doesn't know how to swim go out alone on a paddleboard? That really does not make a lot of sense. But it turns out, looking at uh, uh, Campbell's social media pages, uh, he took swimming lessons as recently as 2019, and there are videos of him on social media uh, showing him uh, you know, as, as being a good swimmer. 
okay, and where he could, you know, get off the paddleboard and swim to shore if he needed to. Now, what's really weird about this is that back in 2015, okay, the former White House chef for Bill Clinton and George W. Bush, Walter Scheib, uh, also died supposedly of drowning outside Taos, New Mexico. And so that's kind of a, a weird little coincidence going on there. Now, um, apparently, a lot of uh, Democrats in very tight races um, uh, accepted funds, thousands of dollars, from Democratic mega-donor Reid Hoffman, who reportedly visited Jeffrey Epstein's private island and helped the late pedophile rehabilitate his image. So this is a Jeffrey Epstein-associated donor, and the Democrats are taking money uh, from him. Now, that doesn't really look good. The optics are not bad. And also, it turns out that J.P. Morgan executive Jess Staley knew about Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking and discussed his 2006 indictment directly with CEO Jamie Dimon, but the bank refused to drop the pedophile as a client. They viewed Jeffrey Epstein as too big to fail, and uh, they retained him, uh, providing banking services, even after his indictment in Florida, uh, primarily due to his connections to the rich and powerful. So, uh, you know, this is all coming on out. The U.S. Virgin Islands is suing J.P. Morgan over the bank's ties uh, to Epstein. And meanwhile, of course, Nigel Farage gets kicked out of his bank for his political views, just to show you how the world is really working here. Now, Vice President Kamala Harris recently traveled to Florida, uh, basically trying to attack Ron DeSantis, uh, saying that the state's new curriculum on African-American history paints slavery as beneficial. Now, the curriculum is 216 pages long and extremely thorough, Harris took a single sentence completely out of context for political purposes. And now she's been fact-checked by Dr. William Allen, a man who helped write the curriculum and is himself a descendant of the slaves. And uh, during a recent radio interview, Allen was asked if the wording of the curriculum should be changed after Harris' criticism, and he said no. My great-grandfather is someone who came from the islands and who was enslaved here. From his resourcefulness, we derive benefits. I think anyone who would try and change that language would be denying that great-grandfather uh, Father, uh, Sidipus made any contribution, and I'm not going to endorse doing that. Okay. Now, there's an article over at Revolver News, and it's headlined, Why Are Black Hoax Artists Trying to Make White People Look Evil? And they start with the recent uh, so-called abduction of Carly Russell, which has now been admitted to have been a hoax. And uh, at a recent uh, press conference, Hoover, Alabama, police officials admitted they didn't believe Carly's story in the first place. Um, and... Uh, you know, it was it, it was just nonsense here. Now, Carly Russell has now openly admitted that her entire kidnapping story uh, was a hoax. And some of the evidence the police found, uh, they searched her phone. And uh, some of uh, the searches that she made from the phone included how to take money from a register without being caught, one-way bus ticket from Birmingham to Nashville, Amber Alert information, and a search for the movie Taken, a film about an abduction overseas. So she was uh, cramming for her finals here. And, uh, 
yeah, there's a lot of hoaxes out there to try and discredit certain groups or certain individuals. Does the name Tawana Brawley ring a bell? That was a big, big stink and turned out to be a hoax here. Now, um, Carly Russell's family is uh, not wanting to talk about it. They're saying it's a very, very difficult term, uh, time in their lives, and I'm not surprised at that. Meanwhile, uh, Joe Biden is erecting monuments to Emmett Till, who was a young black man who was uh, uh, basically killed uh, back in, uh, I think it was 1945, something like that. And uh, it turns out that he really wasn't innocent. The official story is that he simply whistled at a white woman and for that he was killed. Actually, a memoir from the woman herself, uh, which has been leaked out, uh, tells the story that uh, Emmett Till came into the store, made sexually inappropriate remarks, uh, actually grabbed the woman and tried to sexually assault her. She got away, uh, but that was what Emmett Till did, and that is a very, very serious crime. I don't agree with, you know, extrajudicially executing him, uh, but he wasn't really all that squeaky clean. And this is similar to the George Floyd case, where a career criminal died of a drug overdose while being arrested by a now-imprisoned white police officer and has become an icon for the anti-white movement. They've raised statues to him, and it's all propaganda. Okay, <clears throat> story out of global research. The U.S. is losing its culture, and Hollywood is a very vivid symptom of this. And they talk about uh, some of the great movies that Hollywood has produced, like Dr. Strangelove and Once Upon a Time in the West. Um, but we don't see these kind of masterworks from Hollywood anymore. Uh, there is a lack of films with any kind of an edge, and it's because Hollywood has gone woke, and they're uh, producing junk, uh, you know. And I'm almost ready to see a remake of The Little Mermaid, where she loses a swimming contest to a a merman who claims to be a mermaid. I mean, that's the direction they're going. And it's cost uh, Disney a lot of money to go down this way. And Disney CEO Bob Iger uh, is talking about selling off the linear TV assets. They're part owner of ABC. Actually, I think they're a majority owner. And he's already issued a warning uh, to uh, the co-hosts of ABC's The View saying, they may have to sell off ABC and, you know, the, whoever buys it, you know, may not want to continue the show. And uh, I'm sure that came as a shock to the co-hosts of The View who think that they are, in fact, immortal. All righty. Getting on back to Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town. It's continuing its chart-topping run with yet a number one slot for a key metric. Now, it's currently the number one uh, song on YouTube. Uh, it's been there for several days. Uh, the video had roughly 600,000 clicks when country music television opted to remove it from circulation. And now it's racked up more than 17 million views. And the video is also producing record like counts for Aldean. Almost a million users have given the video a thumbs up after just 10 days. And in addition to the top slot on YouTube, Try That in a Small Town has held down the number one position in iTunes for almost a week. It's also gone into Spotify's top ten most played songs in the U.S. And uh, so it's doing really uh, quite well. And let's see, we've got to take a break for commercials and we'll be right back. 
Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family. And we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high quality pasture meats. And even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now I'm not talking about the bottom of the barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free range or even cage free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. But I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork raised the way nature intended. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice and show domestic tranquility. Provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty. Welcome back to our show here, and I want to jump on back to the uh, investigation into the uh, Biden corruption here. Uh, the, the attorney for Devin Archer has released a statement saying that, yes, indeed, uh, Devin Archer will testify next Monday. Now, the problem here is that it's a closed-door session, and they will release a transcript afterwards. Personally, I'd be a lot happier if there was live TV coverage of it. 
Uh, transcripts can sometimes find themselves being edited. We know that transcripts of Biden's comments uh, from the White House, uh, they get edited to remove his uh, many verbal blunders. So anyway, um, let's see. Getting on to Sound of Freedom, you know, critics are really going after it. And uh, there's this article here in uh, CatholicVote.org. Excuse me. I'm so, Wow. Anyway, um, one of the latest critiques of the child trafficking hit movie Sound of Freedom <laughs> dismisses the movie as irrelevant to the real human trafficking world and tries to sell the idea it's part of a QAnon conspiracy theory movement. Now, the author of the critique, Noah Barlatsky, is actively involved in a controversial pedophilia advocacy group and believes that pedophiles and sex offenders are simply being misunderstood. Okay. Now, Berlatsky uh, argues that the messages in The Sound of Freedom create coalitions of feeling, uh, disgust, and righteous rage that connect conservative conspiracy theorists with the mainstream. And according to Berlatsky, child sex abuse doesn't happen in the way that movies portray it and cites the counter-trafficking data collaborative's numbers, which state that two-thirds of sexually trafficked children are 15 to 17 years old and 41% of all child trafficking cases involve a family member, which is pretty disgusting. Okay, what Berlatsky doesn't say, however, is that sex trafficking of 15 to 17-year-old minors is still child abuse. He also neglects that the other one-third of the child sex abuse cases, which includes abuse of children under 14, year old, 14 years old. And though Sound of Freedom depicts the trafficking of young children, the statistics Barlatsky cites show that the movie is not, in fact, unrealistic here. Now, I have a question here that I keep wondering about, and it's this push to normalize pedophilia, which... You know, it's not good politics, it's not good optics, but I'm wondering if they're trying to normalize pedophilia in order to reduce the damage and outrage if the Epstein client list ever gets leaked out. They're trying to basically get away from that and say, well, see, pedophilia is not a really big deal, you know. Okay. Now, YouTube is protecting child sex trafficking, pedophiles, and groomers by banning all interviews and videos about the Sound of Freedom film. And, of course, YouTube is owned by Google. And according to YouTube, merely talking about the movie violates community guidelines. Okay? And, uh, again, how, how is it that YouTube, you know, is not outraged at the idea of child sex trafficking? That's the question. Anytime somebody attacks Sound of Freedom, you know, are you in favor of child sex trafficking? Uh, you know, or, 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 or are you as outraged as we are here? All right, let's talk about COVID here. And fully vaccinated Dick Durbin has come down with his third bout of COVID in the last calendar year. Okay, now Grammy Award-winning Tori Kelly was rushed to the hospital after collapsing at a Los Angeles restaurant and losing consciousness. She's in ICU. Apparently, the doctors discovered life-threatening blood clots in her legs and lungs. And uh, she's 30 years old, and uh, she was just dining out with friends on Sunday night when she suffered the medical emergency and lost consciousness. Now, let's see. Um... Okay. Um, 
Ronnie James, uh, the son of Lakers star LeBron James, also suffered a cardiac arrest uh, at the uh, USC basketball workout yesterday. And uh, it's really kind of serious now. We don't know what their vaccine status is. Got to be honest about that. But uh, a few days ago, there was this soccer analyst uh, on, on the media who simply collapsed right on camera. And uh, it turns out he's very pro-vaccine. He made videos saying, get the vaccine, so we can assume that, yes, in his case, he was definitely vaccinated. Meanwhile, there's an article over at Global Research talking about how young, healthy women are dropping dead everywhere. And they're now finding out that in women who have had the mRNA shots, uh, one in 30 uh, have myocarditis at this point. That is absolutely, you know, an epidemic really is what is going on here. Okay, now uh, the Times came on out with the New York Times came out with an article uh, basically smearing Ron DeSantis for his behavior in Florida during the COVID pandemic, keeping the schools open, letting people go around without lockdowns. And of course, in hindsight, DeSantis was right, and the New York Times is doing its usual thing. We got to take a break for commercials, and we'll be right back. are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. 
Do you or someone you know suffer from chest pain, blood pressure, cholesterol, or irregular heartbeat? Are you looking for a more natural solution to overcome these health challenges? You hear the ads all the time. If this stuff's so good, why doesn't my doctor prescribe it? That's easy. Doctors are not trained in natural medicine. Extendivite Heart Tonic does want you to be as healthy as you can be, and it really works. Take Extendivite for six months and your doctor will say, I don't know what you're doing, but don't stop. It's working for you. Get the dependability of Extendivite. Just see how you feel in six months. A two-month supply of either capsules or liquid is only $69.95 plus shipping and handling. Call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Politicians and preachers once sometimes told the truth. We didn't throw wars for stone and sacrifice our finest youth. With no video games or cell phones, a house felt like a home. Children fought and played together and stick. And welcome back to our show. We're talking about COVID and other medical issues here. And I've been saying for quite some time that all of this phony pandemic was uh, just, you know, driven by the dollars. It's all about the Benjamins. And there's a good example in this article that came out of the Lioness of Judah substack. And apparently up in New York, uh, they had a contract with Executive Medical Services uh, to basically administer the vaccines, and uh, uh, they were allowed to set their own staffing levels, leading to uncontrolled costs, according to New York City Comptroller Brad Lander. And it turns out that in some cases, the city was being billed as much as $14,000 for just one COVID vaccine injection. So a lot of money going on in there. And uh, the New York City Department of Health and Mental Health Services uh, that paid the bills uh, did not respond to a request for comment, and neither did Executive Medical Services, also known as Affiliated Physicians. So they, they know what was going on. They don't want to talk about it here. Now, this is a very weird story. It's from News Addicts. And the American Cancer Society is warning that treating cancer patients is destroying the planet by contributing to climate change because the carbon footprint of many cancer treatments is too large. And, uh, you know, I used to think the American Cancer Society was all about, you know, finding a cure for cancer. Now they're saying, ah, we, we can't afford to do it. It's global warming. And... Uh, uh, since 2020, the global elite have all begun promoting the idea that treating cancer has a high climate impact. I think the real situation is it's very, very expensive, and the insurance companies really don't want to cover it. And this looks to me like the opening of a door uh, to euthanasia laws in this country that are, are as, going to be as abusive as ones that we see, like, for example, up in uh, Canada here. So uh, uh, basically, uh, back in 2020... Uh, there was uh, CA, a cancer journal for clinicians, a journal of the ACS, published a scaremongering science paper warning that treating cancer is contributing to man-made global warming. And oddly enough, the United States is now suffering from a mysterious shortage of cancer treatment pharmaceuticals. 
and uh, you know, <clears throat> yeah, uh, just just cheaper and easier just to let them uh, die on off. And you know, cancer uh, again is starting to really spread among the population, especially among young people. And you're wondering what is causing it. Well, there's a lot of chemicals in modern products and even in some food that are known to be cancer causing. And uh, so uh, it's. You know, and we're in a society where, you know, we don't smoke as much as we did in, like, my parents' generation. You know, everybody was puffing away back then. They said, oh, so, you know, tobacco causes uh, cancer. Actually, the fertilizer that the tobacco was grown in was causing the cancer. But that's been taken out of our society, and yet cancer rates continue to climb. And, uh, you know, it was always a big moneymaker for the uh, uh, cancer industrial complex, if you will. Uh, but now they're, they're turning about and saying, oh, no, no, we're destroying the planet by, by treating these people. It's an ugly situation. Okay, turning to the international news here, and it's becoming very obvious that uh, Ukraine is turning into an absolute disaster. And, uh, of course, you're not going to hear that from the corporate media. All we're hearing are lies about how Russia is weak and losing. And uh, uh, this article contains uh, information from uh, Ukrainian sources, not Russia. Zelensky has kept up a false image of victory just to keep the money flowing into Ukraine. Now, the population of Ukraine was about 36 million before the war. At least half a million are now dead. And the real number of Ukrainians who have fled their home may now exceed 10 million. And Zelensky has destroyed his country all for the Donbass, which was never really Ukrainian territory or even occupied by Ukrainians. And so uh, something very weird there. Uh, you know, this has been a proxy war against Russia, and Zelensky has betrayed his own people, you know, for 30 pieces of silver. Now, there are rumblings now that a peace deal has to be struck if Ukraine uh, will collapse its own troops. I'm sorry. Uh, struck uh, if Ukraine uh, oh I'm sorry let me go back here the peace deal uh, that is in, been being talked about will collapse uh, if their own troops do not rise up and assassinate Zelensky for his profiteering and slaughter of his own people and there's precedent for this uh, <clears throat> let's see um, many Roman generals found themselves in a position where they did not want to fight so they assassinated their leaders and uh, you know, Caligula, good example there. Um, now, back on July 23rd, the Wall Street Journal said Western military officials knew Kiev didn't have all the training or weapons from shells to warplanes that it needed to dislodge the Russian forces. They just hoped Ukrainian courage and resourcefulness would carry the day. Clearly, uh, it has not. And uh, you, probably we're going to see when this uh, war really starts to, to wind down, uh, Russia will take the Donbass, and it looks like Poland is getting ready to take the western Ukraine. Now, that was their territory between 1918 and 1945, and the Ukrainians slaughtered more than 100,000 Polish simply for ethnic cleansing. And so there's a lot of animosity between Ukrainians and the Poles. And, uh, you know, uh, Ukraine has never apologized for this horrible crime. And there's another article here from Global Research saying that the U.S. is growing tired of Zelensky. And uh, they're saying he's burning bridges with Europe. This is from a former Pentagon official. 
uh, Douglas McKinnon, a former advisor for policy and communications at the Pentagon. He wrote an op-ed for The Hill. And citing sources, he points out in his article that Joe Biden, in June of 2022, lost his temper and yelled that Zelensky should be showing more gratitude for the billions in aid he was getting from the United States via the American people. And Zelensky did make a, a video saying, we do appreciate what you're doing, and thank you very much. Rather perfunctory here. I still think that uh, Zelensky has been blackmailing Biden over Burisma, and now that the, the Burisma crimes and scandals are public knowledge, uh, Zelensky has lost that leverage, and that may be why Biden is starting to cool on all of this support. So, <clears throat> uh, you know, Americans are certainly tired of all this money uh, going to Ukraine when it could be better spent here fixing our infrastructure uh, and, and, you know, reinforcing the border and so forth. Now, Ukraine's military intelligence has announced, following the drone attack on Moscow Monday, uh, that the uh, drone attacks on Moscow will increase in scale. In other words, they're going to be firing drones at civilian territory um, uh, more and more. And, of course, Putin has already come back and said, we reserve the right to uh, stage a harsh response. So I think Zelensky's plan right now is to really try and get this going into a world war, and then NATO will come in and save his bacon. Now, Russia and China are stepping up joint military drills in Asia and the Pacific, and uh, the Pentagon is starting to get alarmed. Now, last Sunday, Beijing and Moscow completed a massive air and naval exercise in the Sea of Japan, including anti-submarine missions, sea and air escort training, and various combat games. And uh, last month, four Chinese H-6 bombers and two Russian Tu-95 bombers conducted joint patrols between Japan and South Korea and further south toward the Philippines and Guam, all bases for American forces. The operation caused both Tokyo and Seoul to scramble fighters to defend their airspace and seemed to be a warning to the leaders of the U.S., Japan, Australia, and India who, are meeting, uh, who were meeting in Tokyo that week. Now, <clears throat> Taiwan has kicked off war games aimed at preparing for an invasion by mainland China. Uh, China, in response, deployed fighter jets and bombers uh, to send a message saying, um, you know, we're... We're going to be tougher than you think. And let's see. Um, okay. Oh, that, that, that's a piece of another story. All right. Now, China and North Korea have announced that if the U.S. military presence worsens the tensions on the peninsula, that they will stand close, meaning that uh, if we kick off trouble with North Korea... We're going to have trouble with China, and uh, we really don't want to mess with China. They are a nuclear power, and, uh, you know, as Joe Biden admitted, we're running out of ammunition. And, uh, you know, our, our weapon systems are all worn out from all the, the overt and covert wars that are going on around the, uh, the world. And I saw an article where we have 15 shadow wars going on. In other words, 15 conflicts you are not aware of. 
All right, so let's talk about the economy. A little bit of good news. The United Parcel Service and the International Brotherhood of Teamsters have reached a tentative new five-year collective bargaining agreement covering approximately 330,000 delivery and warehouse workers. If finalized, it would avert the largest single strike against a company in U.S. history and an estimated $7 billion hit to the U.S. economy. So uh, hopefully they're going to finalize it. The current contract expires the 1st of August, and the Teamsters had threatened that drivers would walk off the job without a deal. So anyway. Now, Joe Biden has uh, done a little bit of a, I guess you'd call it a mess up, with uh, strategic semiconductor chips. And uh, uh, most of the companies that make these chips are in Taiwan. Uh, One of the biggest is the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, the TSMC. And uh, basically, the White House ordered uh, uh, Taipei to relocate one of the TSMC plants to Arizona. And unfortunately, it's not going very well. Uh, And uh, they're concerned that uh, they will not start production until 2025. Meanwhile, the automotive industry, not to mention the military, are running short on these chips. And, you know, we keep hearing from people like Klaus Schwab uh, that they want to basically get us away from the idea of of privately owning our own car. And uh, certainly as the automotive uh, manufacturers have to crank down production because they don't have the chips uh that certainly seems to fit in with that agenda so maybe that's a bit of what's going on here meanwhile the biden administration quietly agreed to a legal settlement with a coalition of environmental groups last friday an agreement that will restrict oil drilling activity in the gulf of mexico and again i know biden uh hates oil uh, you know, when he got into office, he shut down the Keystone pipeline, shut down a couple of other pipelines, uh, you know, basically sold a lot of our uh, strategic petroleum reserve, reserve to China and uh, just caused all kinds of problems. And we're all paying for it at the gas pumps. We are all paying it at the gas pumps. Now, one of the issues that I've been talking about going way, way back is how America has lost its manufacturing. Now, the 1950s, uh, following you know, the end of World War II, were a real golden time. Uh, we were the only nation on Earth whose industrial base had not been bombed into rubble, and everybody was coming and buying American products. You know, Factories were growing, and, and we made the best products in the world. We really did. And uh, starting in the 1980s, um, the CEOs of companies who began as MBAs uh, earlier in their career and hadn't grown up with the companies they were running started offshoring the manufacturing, saying, we can get this made cheaper over in, in these other countries. And the tax laws were actually rewritten to incentivize this offshoring, okay? And the government tried to sort of smooth over the concerns about this with the so-called service economy, which was this ridiculous idea that you could prosper a nation by doing each other's laundry for a fee. Now, this obviously opened up more tax opportunities for the government, but it didn't bring new money into the country, okay? 
you because you, you have to sell things to other countries to get money to come on in and you know our our trade imbalance you know imports versus exports i think it, it's a billion and a half a month it's really obscene at this point anyway stanley black and decker wanted to bring manufacturing back to the united states and they built a 90 million dollar factory on the edge of fort worth texas and uh, you know they're going to be forging mechanics tools um, in order to save money on labor because american labor is very expensive at this point uh, they automated the factory the automated system was a bust and the tools that were supposed to be pumped up by the million are so hard to find that they're now considered collectors items and so three and a half years after breaking ground stanley announced it was closing the factory the property is now available for sale and uh, you know, we should bring back our manufacturing to the shore, but we seem to have forgotten how to manufacture. And, you know, the, the people who were experts in manufacturing moved to those other countries where knowledge of manufacturing was valid and well uh, valued and well uh, compensated for. And we really don't have a lot of uh, the students that are interested in learning about manufacturing. We'd like to stimulate that. But we're kind of a bit of a manufacturing corner. You know, it's, it's going to take a long, long time to get back up to the level that we were once at. And all these countries that gratefully accepted the technology and uh, the manufacturing jobs, uh, they're not going to make the mistake and send it all back to here. So we got a long way to go. Now, Biden is pushing electric cars and unfortunately, the Biden administration is shutting down efforts to mine lithium here in the United States of America. It seems like the two policies are at cross purposes. And uh, so uh, they're, they're basically, you know, and they, they just found a huge lithium deposit over in Alabama. So, um, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Uh, we shut down lithium mining, but say you've got to buy an electric vehicle. All righty. Algeria has applied to join BRICS. They're going to contribute $1.5 billion to the group bank. Right now, over 40 nations have expressed interest in joining BRICS. They're getting away from the U.S. dollar. They're getting away from SWIFT uh, because uh, the U.S. government has weaponized the dollar against those other nations. It's weaponized SWIFT. I mean, you know, you don't do what the government the U.S. government tells you. You know, you get a sanction. Yeah, sanction over here and sanction over there. And the rest of the world is pretty much tired of all of that nonsense. So um, we're starting to see uh, food banks in Europe. And uh, that's a, a warning sign there. We've got to take another break for commercials. We'll be back after these few words.
Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilaji hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilaji Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilaji as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajit by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilajit literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilajit has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard, and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. Wall Street Wizards on the land from a mental institution claim private retirement funds. Yeah, they are the best solution. But when the markets crash, you'll be asking where's the cash? Guess them folks in DC must be smoking Texas hash. Will Congress pay the power? And welcome back to our show here. Now, Meta recently introduced its own social media site, Threads, to compete with Twitter. And initially, a lot of people signed on to see what it was all about. And uh, the whole idea of Threads was that this very troubling conservative element would not be allowed in. You know, it's kind of like a padded room for uh, liberals here. Uh, And it's... uh, not doing very well. Uh, apparently, the supporters have dubbed, uh, you know, tried to call it the Twitter killer, 
and uh, usage of the platform is plummeting, and it's essentially on life support right now. So that uh, really did not work on out. Now, a Los Angeles union is backing an effort uh, to turn city hotels into homeless housing. And uh, we've heard a lot of places where, you know, older hotels are being rented en masse uh, for homeless people and uh, illegal immigrants. Uh, but the new plan is to basically uh, contact uh, every hotel, even the good hotels, the best hotels, uh, toward the end of the business day and say, what rooms do you have available? And then they will take some illegal immigrants and homeless over there. The hotels are not very happy about that. They think it's going to harm their image and their clientele and it probably will. Now, right here in Indiana, Eli Lilly gave half a million dollars to four different organizations that provide college scholarships to illegal immigrants in Indiana who are covered by the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program. And uh, there was a very interesting article that came out of Breitbart about how Biden's border policy uh, is expanding the wealth and reach of the cartels. Uh, because, you know, they're, the cartels are growing rich by ushering more of their migrant clients apparently into American jobs, which are, of course, being taken away from legal American citizens. And uh, the admissions came from Blas Nunez Nito, who is Alejandro Mayorkas deputy for border and immigration policy at the Department of Homeland Security. Now, migrants are routinely paying smuggling organizations between ten dollars and $15,000 to get them to the border. And this is very lucrative for the cartels. And, uh, you know, the, the cartels are becoming a key player, uh, you know, uh, in, in this whole situation. And uh, the cartel, they're now basically saying, we're going to get you American jobs. And Newt Gingrich was right. We have a criminal in the White House. Now, up in New York City, uh, Mayor Adams uh, now has said there will be a 60-day shelter limit for migrants. And uh, you know, because they've run out of room and they want the migrants to either find their own accommodations uh, or simply move someplace else. And, of course, the migrants are out there screaming and saying, you know, uh, no, you're not going to do that. And uh, over in Chicago, the illegal immigrants are demanding free housing and paid job training. And, you know, I don't know any Americans who get free housing and paid job training other than being in the military service, of course. So it's, it's amazing here. Four more Texas counties have declared an invasion at the southern border. So it's getting serious. And, of course, the Biden administration is threatening to sue Texas over the barriers on the Rio Grande. Okay, there's the music. we got to take a break for station identification. We're going to open the phone lines, 512-248-8252. We'll be right back.
Antelope Hill Publishing is America's leading publisher of dissident books, bringing you a wide variety of new translations and original works on every subject, from the funding behind the transgender movement to first-hand memoirs of World War II previously inaccessible to English-speaking audiences. We publish books that mainstream publishers won't touch, full of information that challenges the political status quo. Whether you count yourself as a political dissident, student of history, connoisseur of philosophy, or enthusiast of exciting and thought-provoking fiction, you owe it to yourself to check out our catalog. With exclusive offerings like The Transgender Industrial Complex, Solzhenitsyn and the Right, The Open Society Playbook, Opioids for the Masses, and many more, there's something for everyone, and new titles are added every month. Check out our catalog today at antelopehillpublishing.com and use code RBNREADERS2023 for 10% off your order. That's RBNREADERS2023 at antelopehillpublishing.com. You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.